What's wrong with you? But sister, they are just ninjas trying to release their wiggles. Hey Siri, set an alarm for five minutes. Okay, I've set an alarm for 1621. 1621. Okay, so now that we're in wiggle time, um, there's something I haven't told you. Um, it's been maybe a year. Um, Tony, talking to you. Are you bombshelling me right now? To the audience, I'm telling you. Uh, there is a dude that comes into my work that looks just like you, but like a Texas Tony, like a Texas version, like a doppelganger. And every time I see him, I'm like, fucking Texas Tony's back in the house. And, uh, and he's a pretty cool, chill dude, but I keep wanting to try to take a, I've wanted to take a picture of him even before we started doing this show. Uh, I wanted to take a picture of him just to send it to you. And I've tried and I can't do it successfully without looking like a creep. So um, this is the first, that's how I was going to introduce you to this doppelganger that you have. Um, I have failed miserably. So now I'm just going to come out and say, there's some dude that looks like you that comes into my work. Um, when's the last time someone else told you you had a doppelganger? Or okay. have you seen a doppelganger? I would like you to just, just take a breath. No. This happens a lot with me. I just sent you a picture that a buddy of mine sent that he saw a guy in Bakersfield, thought it was me, started talking to him, and he's like, come on, what are you messing with me? Literally kept thinking it was me, and the dude's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were my friend. I literally just sent you the picture. I'm looking at it. No. Oh, wait. Wait, wait. Let me put a hat on. And this is back when I actually had... Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, he looks exactly like me. Like, and like at the time I was, I had a beard. This guy's got a beard. Yeah. And this happens a lot. People get like, they tell me who I look like. How many times a year do you think that happens? Uh, Pre-COVID, pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, it would happen at least twice a month. Somebody would be like, you know who you look like? And it would be like some, I'm wearing some weird thing, different angle. And they look at me and they'd be like, you know who you look like right now? And I'd be like, dude, I don't need to know who I look like right now. I have one of those funky faces that people like see morph in different light yeah. and shit. Like it's really weird because I have some exaggerated features. So like, it's like, <laughs> like, it's weird. I got Jimmy Fallon once. Uh, Hap's mom says I look like Richard Gere and I'll, I'll take that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, seriously. One guy said I look like Edwin Encarnacion. You ever heard of that guy? He used to play no, for the uh, Dodgers. Have you ever tried he was to Dominican. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever tried to explore that avenue with Hap's mom? See if she's no, no, that's that would be too much. She's my best friend. You know what I mean? Like just like you guys are stuck in the kitchen together, and you're like, that is how most pornos are are started. But like, but no, and over to shoe real quick. It's like, oh, hey, pretty woman, how are you? Nacho Libre butt flex on her. Sorry, Hap. My street clothes. <laughs> Something about my street clothes. Uh, but yeah, no, I was just, I was very curious about that. No, I, I, none of what you said is surprising to me. Where you're like, somebody looks like me walked in and you're like, looks just like Tony. Yeah. Like yeah. that happens even, to even me. Even with the grays the and the beard at work. Did he have grays in his beard? Yeah, but his is a, he has a little more of like a, like a middle level ZZ top. So it's kind of like grown out a little further. Right. Uh, but the, right. the grays are in the same place. You know, the smile's the same in the eyes. It's kind of like that picture you just sent me. Like the picture I sent you right now, uh, the guy had his beard. And I had a beard for a long time until I cut into the goatee. So, like, 
a good year, I had a beard. So he's, he remembered me with the beard and literally uh, thought it was me. Like he, and he, he actually had to apologize. You look exactly like a buddy of mine. So he took a picture of him. But is, is, he, is a close friend of yours? A uh, good buddy. Like, uh, I probably see him maybe three times a year. Like when we, when they hang out with the buds, like a big buddy hang, gotcha. like he'll, he'll be there, you know, like, and we used to hang out more before when I was younger and single. So he knows me pretty well. Okay. So, yeah. I was just uh, as you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's always levels of, of buds, yeah, yeah, you know, recognition and like what, yeah. what your memory is of what a person looks like. But at least exactly. You know. And considering that he only see, sees me at that, that those intervals, it's completely obvious. <laughs> it's like he, he could have thought that guy was me that, like, real that quickly. That said, I will also say that um, when How I Met Your Mother started getting really bad, I was really looking forward to the doppelganger episodes. You know what I mean? Those were like my episodes. Like, I know this is going to suck. It's going to suck. But if I saw the beginning and it was going to be a doppelganger episode, I, at least... And, oh. And I was going to say, i never seen How I Met Your Mother. I've seen like episodes, but I've never like, I never celebrated Stop. it. Stop. Shut your mouth. I felt like, when the hell is he going to meet the goddamn mother already? Shut your mouth. Shut your All right. Mouth. Sorry. Yeah, so it just drove me crazy, man. Have you like, never seen Step Brothers? Shut your mouth. Panela Grinch, right? <laughs> Panela. Pan, the Greek guy. Welcome back to Cabin Fever. I am Tony G. With me, as always, my good friend, man in San Antonio, Big Ed. Yo, San Ann sucks. No, it doesn't. Oh, come on. Have a little hometown pride. Hometown? Hometown is Venice, bro. Yeah, how does that work? Your town pride or hometown pride? Like, I mean, how long you got to be somewhere before it becomes your hometown? somewhere for 42 years, and this new place is for two years. Come on, what? I don't, I don't need the ratio on that to know where my hometown is. Ah, that's a good point. That's a good Until point. it slides in the ocean after that big earthquake, my hometown is oh. Venice. Well, that's, that's Or the tsunami. Slumber. I did live in the tsunami zone when I lived in Venice. You did live in the tsunami zone. <laughs> Anything before Lincoln Boulevard is a tsunami zone. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, welcome back, man. You know what? I, I was enjoying the hell out of the last episode. I was listening to it, and I was like, dude, that was a good one. How are we going to follow that up? You know, I wasn't even sure. Then, I know you like watching TV. I don't binge watch as much as you do, but know what I started binge watching? What? Me and the wife, because it's like something serious, because my wife's like a principal and she's super serious and shit, mm -hmm. uh, was uh, The West Wing. Have you ever seen The West Wing? <sighs> Man, I will bring Strader on for that episode. Um, I have not, but okay. Strader speaks his praises. Let me lay this out for you, okay? Let me lay this out for you. Just, just quick gist. It's written by Aaron Sorkin. You know who that is? No. He, he's a super smart guy who like really delves into uh, the real, real life minutia of a particular job or aspect and then, and then creates a show about it. Yeah. Can he I ask you one question before you start? Yeah. Do you watch Veep? I, I watch, I've seen episodes of Veep and I thought it was amazing. I thought it was really Better good. Better than Veep or no? It's not as funny as Veep, but it's more serious than Veep. And it feels like it's more pertinent. a little more, yeah, a little more pertinent. You know, like it's okay. got a, yeah. So the president in the West Wing is played by, uh, by a gentleman uh, of named Martin Sheen. You ever met him? Charlie Sheen's dad? I thought he's Emilio Estevez's dad. He's both. He's why both. is his name Sheen? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Don't do that. Come on. We don't have that. You don't have time to unwrap that. I'm yeah. just more saying that, look, Martin Sheen plays a wonderful president. He's like, he's a, you know, a Democrat uh, bent to the liberal skew, but actually like thinks about everybody else. And 
ultimately at the end of the show, he makes this decision that's obviously hard on him, but he makes like what feels like the right decision according to like the narrative of the show. And I remember thinking, and he always delivers it in this way where it's like, that's how the president is. You know, you're like, that's the president right there. I'd vote for Martin Sheen. You know, you're like looking around like, or whoever wrote this, I'd vote for him, you know? Uh, and, and, you know, I'm just bringing that up because we saw that presidential debate. We all, everybody saw it. I mean, let's be fair. And I don't think, I don't think Martin Sheen's ever going to be president. Okay. By debate, I assume you mean as spelled out a formal discussion on a particular topic in a public meeting or legislative assembly in which opposing arguments are put forward. That is not at all what happened in what you just brought up. No, it's not. It's really not. It's basically just, it was two old men yapping at each other, to be quite honest. Like uh, babies. Yeah. Like children. It was like two grown men acting like babies. And I don't think I've ever been more embarrassed to show my son anything political. And he ran for, secretary of the sixth grade and won by a zoom i think he's yeah and i was very proud of him he was super stoked and he's like yeah i'll watch the debate he's like thinking about a career in politics all of a sudden the next thing you know he's like what the hell was that he looks at me like is that how presidents act? i was like no that's not how presidents act. that's how that's how children act um the fact that i heard something today uh that kind of rung true to me uh, humans are born with two ears and one mouth, and that means we should listen twice as much as we speak. That in mind, a debate <laughs> is no different than a conversation between people. And when people talk, there should be a, a heavier level of listening than talking from both sides of the party. Now, that out of the way, have you ever been in a debate yourself? Like, I mean, I- like a formal debate. Not a formal one. Honestly, I do wish that I was, there was a debate team at my school, but it was Los Angeles Public High School and they didn't have a debate, a debate team. team. Not even like in a college, if you had like a, a, you know, a public speaking course or something, sometimes you have to do a debate or some type of. Yeah, but I, you know what, what sucked for me? I mean, you're going to hit something hard here right now. It's just like, you're going to, you're about to learn something about me. Uh, I was one of those guys who like tended to just like, stray away from that like that level of not conflict but like effort and i i find that it was a part of me that i was like dude what the hell is wrong with me i could have like probably done more I, you know how many times i've like talked with my dad and he looks at me he's like you would have been a hell of a lawyer you yeah. know and yeah and i look at her like look i'm like oh yeah that's cool you know and i think about it then i was like yeah maybe i could have like if i had that that level of uh if I had anything more than just thinking about like, oh yeah, not really giving that kind of effort level in. Cause like, I felt like a lot of work, you know? Uh, now yeah. You're a doppelganger because that's what my mom would tell me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that a lot. I would get, yeah. You got that a lot too. Yeah, for sure. All, all of my debates were usually uh, me against my uncles at Thanksgiving or at like, we're watching a Dodger game. We go to my grandma's house. Everybody's there having beers and then like my uncle says some stupid shit and then i'm like god why do you talk so much and then like and then like his, and then my other uncle comes in and goes oh he's right i'm like god you're an idiot too and then like and then my third uncle comes in and goes yeah because you know it's them and then and i'm like oh you don't even know what you're talking about like and so it's usually i'm usually debating three people who are who've been drinking heavily 
and and I have been too. So it usually ends up just being like a shouting match or I'll sit there and let them absorb it. And then when I start to speak, they basically trump me because I'm going to go ahead and use that word now as a, as a means of being, uh, what do they call it? Interrupted. Mm. You know, like, it's like, okay, well, you got, I learned a long time ago though that, and this is why my debating career has come to an end is that I learned a long time ago that when you start arguing with somebody who knows they're right, you, you're talking to a brick wall. You're not going to, you're not going to, they're not going to open their minds and learn a little something extra. Like ultimately when I enter a debate or used to, I used to think like, Oh God, if he has something interesting to say, I might think about it in an interesting way. Like, and maybe even change the way I think about it. But like when you're arguing with a 65 year old man, who's, who's had 17 Tecate lights in him, you know, you're not necessarily. (laughs) Sounds like a Mexican Wade Boggs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and you know these there's the flip side of it too which is uh when you argue with an idiot you know what you are mm-hmm. damn you fool your point to the, your argument as we yell into the fucking plastic plant in the corner <laughs> like yeah right you're wasting <laughs> energy and that thing's wasting none at least the plant will at least the plant will listen <laughs> listen <laughs> quiet listen quietly <laughs> well uh, so, so we we look we met we mentioned to talk we talked about this the the debate we mentioned we talked what were your takeaways? Go ahead and tell me what you thought about it. Like um, from from the debate, <laughs> yeah, uh, was the obvious. You know, uh, I'm not gonna say names. I will just say statements, and then you guys can figure out what that is. Um, you know, not uh, condemning racists was uh, a standout moment, and not only that, but say uh, stand ready. Uh, that's that's a military call to arms. That's quite the opposite of what uh, the moderator asked. Um, the other was that <laughs> these are grown men and they agitate each other so easily. And I think that that is a, um, a microcosm of what we do to each other as a people, which is be ready to be irritated. So as soon as it happens, you become a uh, reactionary instead of, sitting ready to listen and then talk, which is kind of what this episode is about. If you shut the fuck up and listen and close your mind and don't just sit with your next thought in your head and wait for your moment of silence to say something, you will actually gain some insight and then probably change whatever it is that thought is that you're trying to hold on to so you can spit it out. Um, and I, and it's made me realize like these people are older men that have lived their lives and they know better and they've been taught differently but our society is at a point where you know they say they they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks (laughs) yes you can yes you can yeah you can i i think that's that's well said definitely well said uh i think that that's one thing that really bothered me upon watching it was to be honest i didn't care for either one of them i remember thinking that this is the best that we can do because it used to be the president was something to aspire to. Like when you were a kid, it's like, Hey, maybe I could be president one day, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And that was like, Oh yeah, that's the highest level you can get. You can achieve is basically being the leader of the world. Uh, And now it's just like, you look at it and you're like, okay, look, I'm gonna tell you something that one, well, actually I gleaned it from my uncle because he was talking about my grandfather and he didn't know how to, to properly say it after my grandfather was dead. 
And I said, oh yeah, your grandfather had, my, my grandfather, your dad had character, right? That's a big deal. Like he was a character guy. Like he would do things that were character worthy. You'd like, he, every time they had a story about him, it was about his character. Like uh, from not buying stolen tools to work with to like, you know, uh, you know, giving somebody money and not taking credit for it. You know, like that. those are character moves, you know? Uh, character counts and i think that's something that you will not see from either one of these guys yeah like you'll see a, a, a old skeletal puppet and a, a screaming blowhard you know and who and neither one of them really have that kind of character that you want from a president and that's what i'm talking about martin sheen martin sheen's character in the west wing had character has character you know and that's what you want from somebody who's leading you even if like you don't agree with all of his policies you agree with the idea that this guy has your best interests at heart and i don't think that's anything you can put at the doorstep of either one of these two guys no i mean that's that was my real takeaway was like <laughs> this is what i have to choose from like mm. this you know what i'm saying like all of american politics has funneled down to these two uh, the system is failing, obviously, if this is what's coming out of it. It's like uh, our school system. You know what I mean? Like you got people graduating high school that can't read. You know what that means? The system is failing. You have right. presidential candidates acting like this in public, embarrassing us in the front of the, in front of the rest of the front world. In front of the free world. Like in front of the oh, entire oh, world, free and otherwise. <laughs> and you still have people like questioning if this is if the system is broken or not like come on man yeah it, it's, it's broken very broken this one is yeah. obvious to, to all races i'll put it there. yeah i mean look yeah you are right it's been broken for a long time or i i keep coming back to the idea that like okay look they call it the great experiment that's what america has always been right it's always an experiment no experiment is ever perfect you know there's always change that because you have to change in order to become something better because uh, especially if it's an experiment so when you're doing an experiment and you do, you do one little tinker and then it blows up in your face, yeah, you don't do that tinker anymore. And what's happening is there's a lot of idealisms that go, oh, no, 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 we shouldn't change it. And it's like, why? Like, you need to change to get, to get bold. You have to have that growth mindset in order to evolve into something more. And, and I think that sucks right now is because we're, we're hitting, if, if this is a speed bump, it's a huge freaking bump. It's more of a, a, a speed crag or some kind of sinkhole in the, in the road because I, I look, my, when my son's watching this thing and looks at me and goes, why does he keep talking like, like, it's like, it literally asked me, a president shouldn't act like that, right? And I'm like, no, he shouldn't. Like, that's, that's not character. What bothered me the most, I'm telling you, I think I, I'm going to go back to it. What bothered me the most is that like, this is the best we could do. You're right. Like, I, it was like, there's so many bright, young, bright, intelligent, experienced people out there uh, on both sides of the, of, of the political spectrum who the could system, actually, yeah, who works against them. Yeah, who could show up and go, hey, I got some great ideas for this country and it's going to lead us in a particular direction, but that particular direction is going to include all of us. And that doesn't seem to be, you know, obviously there's a lot of mitigating factors, but like the, that doesn't seem to be the direction with either one of these guys. I don't, well, I don't think with either one of the parties, that's the problem. That yeah. the, there's no um, decisive course of what we all do together. I heard today um, the pandemic 
has shown us how interconnected we all are in the world through commerce, through health, through a lot of small things. And once again, if we listened and paid attention, we'd realize it and just realize we should all be moving and we should be nonpartisan, at least until everything's back to normal. And then fucking, you know, Crips and Bloods had a fucking truce after, <laughs> after the L.A. riots. You know, it didn't last right. forever, but they had it. You know what I'm saying? Do you don't think this country can do that? Like, I assume and I hope we can. I honestly don't know. I, it would have been a point in my life where I'm like, I know we can unite and at least move ahead and then fucking break up again. But I don't know that we can do that. I hope and think we can, but I don't know. We'll see. So, in hindsight, do you think that was a debate or no? It was an argument between gr- two grumpy old men. It was basically Mathau and Lemon, like... <laughs> From yeah, I grew up feeling bad. You just look at each other like, dude, hey, I'll eat my shorts. Oh, how dare you? This guy called me a weirdy poo. And I'm just like, God, that just I think what sucks with the losers, I think oddly enough, Fox News said this like the losers are the American people for sure. Because look, you got people who know they're gonna vote for Trump and people who know they're gonna vote for Biden, and you got people in the middle who want to hear what these two guys have to say. And instead of hearing what they had to say, they heard, you know, one guy saying some stuff, the other guy just interrupting him the whole time. And then actually back and forth, it, like it basically goaded the other guy into doing the same thing or even doing or like just like debasing himself in front of where he's supposed to be like, you know, talk, like telling the guy to shut up and yeah. doing all kinds of, you know, like you shouldn't have to do that. You, you know, uh, you know, like every time I heard Biden talk, you know what I thought about that scene in a. Uh, um, ah, shit. What is it where he pays her to be his girlfriend? Uh, can't buy me love, and he's like, "You shit on my house, man! You, you shit, shit on my house!" My house. Like, he's just trying to talk. Like, anything that he said, Trump said towards Biden, he <laughs> had that reaction, especially when he talked about his son. But like, oh man, yeah, it's like, this, dude, like, shit on my house, man, dude. You're the one rational person here. Yeah, wade uh, us through this, but he kept focusing on you shit on my house, man. Instead of uh, going, you know, basically being the bigger man. I mean, it's... He's too old to fall for a thirst trap, man. What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, man. It, it, it was what it was. I mean, like I said, that's the best we can do, apparently. You know, it just sucks. I mean, like, I will say that either way, it doesn't matter. There's going to be some shit that pops off after the election. I agree. So, I agree, too. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, Until not then, even now. That's what's going to close 2020 out. It's some kind of riot at the White House. All right. Well, let, let me finish with this. I mean, I remember we talked. We actually had... a. Uh, uh, political talk a while back we talked about uh when the whole social justice thing was happening the george floyd situation all that kind of stuff that's what your uncle's last time as well if i move that's what sounded familiar i was like oh, i heard this story a little bit uh you know we don't get political here but i i have like a theory i was sitting i was i, I redid more birds of paradise because i had a lot of them and i was like just throwing them into the trash can in my head i was just like like thinking i think somebody once said is like you got something has to be completely broken before you can fix it I think we are dangerously close to something being completely broken. Well, I mean, do you, do, would you agree? Yeah. No, well, no, I think to, I think that's a spectrum, like to, to what your eyes, it's like, okay, that's broken. But like some people are like, nah, it's like hard broken yet. Oh, uh, broken. If, you, if you look at the, I think, I, I don't know if I brought this up before here, but there's a seven uh, signs to the end of the civilization historically. And uh, hmm. we're, we're at seven right now. What's that seventh one? Tell me. Uh, I don't know what the seventh one is. Um, 
I think. Then the, why did you bring it up? Well, because I don't know them in order. I know the sixth one is uh, the destitute state where you're more concerned with your self than the outer world. And that's like the whole uh, fetish uh, pornography, you know, uh, child um, sex slave trade, like all that kind of stuff that's going on. And that's not, that only happens in places of excess where you're not worrying about real things anymore and you're, you have so much extra money and that's, and that's the one, the stage before that is a separation of the upper and lower class and the greater division between the two. And I mean, <laughs> look at that right now. There's no greater division. The middle class is almost decimated. Non, non-existent. Yeah. So, I mean, seven signs of a, you got it. You looking it up. I looked it up. I got two computers. Here. It's the seventh. Give me a sec. Is it the monetary collapse? I feel like I've went into a very, I've, okay, so I looked up seven steps of uh, the fall of civilization. It took me to some interesting places. Yeah, no, it um, does. Shit, it... Culture, it's, masculinity, it's, and topics. Well, I found a, I found a table right here, uh, you know, preppingplanet.com. The, the signs of a declining civilization. Give them to me. Politicians representing their own interests. Done. The rise of autocracy. Check. Worthless money, destruction of the family core, declining population. Almost check, just starting. Yeah. And mass stupidity. Check. Also celebrity chefs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Seriously, I sort of got it to celebrity chefs. That's <laughs> not the seventh step I was looking for. Uh, I really thank you, internet. Yeah, this is, God, believe everything you read on the internet. I swear to God, it's a celebrity chefs. Oh, man. Emerald, I always hated him. On that note, yeah, you know what? Look, uh, how about we just get out of here with a, with a solid note for everybody? You know, just something to 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 guide them with when this voting season, so we don't have to talk about politics again. Some type of barometer. Uh, learn to listen and definitely get out there and vote. I like that, and I'm gonna pepper in character counts. Just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character. Thank you. I knew you'd finish that. Thank you. This has been Cabin Fever. We will catch you guys next week. Be safe out there. And you know what? Treat people with kindness. I don't care who they are. Just like you see somebody, you might not like them. Give them a wave. Throw a wave their way. Maybe they were thinking about killing themselves. Who knows? Maybe you helped them out. Ooh, you hit a weird note. Late. <laughs>